Welcome to the Creative Nectar Podcast. Your hosts are Jenny Hahn and Stephanie Gray, and together we share conversations and practices around art making as a path to self-discovery, recovering wholeness, and living an authentic life. So settle in, make yourself comfortable, and enjoy the nourishing taste of Creative Nectar. Hello and welcome everyone to the Creative Nectar podcast. I am Jenny Hahn. And I am Stephanie Gray. And we're so glad to be here with you all today. We're going to be talking today about creativity and cultivating self-love. So are you ready to jump in, Steph? <laughs> I am. It's um, This is one of my favorite topics. And if... if and it, Back in the day, it would not have been one of my favorite topics. I mm. didn't even know what <laughs> self-love meant. You know, I, I, it was even hard for me to grab onto that and understand it. So I think what's great is that you've come prepared with a quote, and I, and I would love to hear that quote as, as far as what is self-love. Mm. Well, let's, yeah, let's just jump in. Um, yeah, so what is self-love? And uh, the definition I kept finding for this is, a regard for one's own well-being and happiness. Hmm. A regard for one's own well-being and happiness. So, yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions around the idea of self-love. I mean, we can talk about what it is, what it is not, what it masquerades as. Um, for me, I I really define self-love as the act of witnessing and welcoming that leads to healing and integration, witnessing and welcoming of ourselves, of all the parts of ourselves that maybe we've disowned or, you know, it, for me, it kind of ties into like shadow work and, and um, inner child work um, because we can talk about self-love, but are we talking about all of ourselves or are we just talking about the parts that we feel are acceptable and worthy of love? And, you know, it, it, can, it can get, uh, yeah, it can get difficult to really, like, really regard our own well-being and happiness on every level, right? Well, I completely agree. And I would have to um, agree with what you've just said as well. It certainly is about welcoming home parts of us that we haven't felt were worthy of our attention, our love, um, our acceptance. And honestly, we're in a, it feels like we're in a, a space, a planet, a society that doesn't support that as much. It doesn't support us loving ourselves. We're, we, we were taught early on, especially as women, that to have that self-love is selfish, like you have to put everyone right. else first before you put yourself first. And I think gradually that is changing and it's beautiful to witness that, that, you know, actually it's better if we do take care of ourselves because then we have more of a capacity to love other people too. So, so loving mm -hmm. yourself, loving myself certainly has helped me love others in a deeper way. Mm, yes, absolutely. Well, and I love that you mentioned that stuff about, like that self-love isn't selfish and we do, we do get this message and some people think of self-love as being like, 
somehow indulgent, like self-indulgent or even narcissistic. And that's really not at all what we're talking about. We're not talking about putting oneself on a pedestal and making oneself better than anyone else. This isn't about meeting our own needs at the expense of anyone else, but but rather to bring self-compassion, self-forgiveness, and even to, I, I like to think of it as even stopping our own self-harm through mm. through criticism through through that you know that negative inner voice we can have and and so we're really like um i i think of it as having strong and fierce boundaries for ourselves not just against like the harms in the world but also against the inner harms and uh you know to start to recognize it to start to bear witness to our our internal experience and, and self-talk and just to bring some like wisdom and clarity and acceptance to, to again, to all parts of ourselves. And that can come from the inside or the outside. That, yes, that is, that is beautiful. Bearing witness to that and getting curious. And I think this creative process that we talked about last week too, the process art has allowed me to get curious and, and to really hone in on what are those things that are going on in my head? Who is saying that to me? And what specifically are they saying? Who does that voice belong to? Mm. And using creativity to get curious with it and not be afraid or, you know, just getting it out on the in the open. And something about creativity right. just really it changes it. It changes the dynamic. So it's not just in your head eating away, but it's on a piece of paper. You can get curious about it and it can take on a whole different thing for you and really inform you right. that way. Right, right. Because when we talk about creativity for self-love, like, of course, the act of, cre of creative expression is a form of self-love, right? Like actually taking time for ourselves and for our creative spark and however that plays out in writing or in music or in visual art. So just the act alone is self-love. But then I think what you're talking about is even taking it to a deeper level and using art making as a tool for exploring those voices of exploring the aspects of ourselves that maybe aren't so self-loving and maybe are self-critical or maybe those parts that like I was saying earlier that have been buried or disowned. And so, so in that sense, it's like, yes, creativity supports self-love, but also like it can really support like the deep inner work, right? Like the, the excavation as we talk about. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it can do all of that. It meets you on whatever level you're ready to explore. So yes, just the act of creating is a, is a potent self-love. And then, you know, getting deeper is always an option as well. And that's certainly what turned things around for me. Mm, mm. Well, let's talk about that. Um, I, I'd love for us to just kind of share, you know, a couple of personal stories for the listeners of like, how does this actually look? How does this actually play out in, in our creative work? Like, do you have, do you have any stories you want to tell about like, 
how, yeah, how using art in this way has supported cultivating self-love for you? Absolutely. I would love to share. I have a lot, but I think the one that sticks out the most for me personally um, that I will share today is about sort of what I just dove into, which is using creativity to get curious about the self-talk that's happening. And honestly, I don't know about you, Jenny, but before I started with process art, I didn't really even pay that much attention. It was to my self-talk. It was there and it was driving things, but I had no idea really what was going on. And the the more I explored that, the more I settled into the creative process, the more I settled into the silence, the more I was able to get curious about that and getting curious mm-hmm. about it in a way where I I could think, oh, wow, well, that's my father's voice. <laughs> and then right. paint my father and mm-hmm. and and just et cetera, et cetera, right? I mean, so many different venues that, that can happen with that and avenues that you can go down. But doing that for several years led to me then sort of taking that process that's within and moving it outside of me. So there is a, a movie called Inside Out, and it's I, I think it's a Pixar movie. I can't be absolutely certain, but it's animated and there mm-hmm. it's about the emotions. And one of the emotions portrayed is sadness. And it's this little blue girl with glasses and she's always got her head down and she sh- <laughs> sort of shuffles when she walks. And the minute I saw her, I was like, that's me as a little girl. That is so mm. me. <laughs> and so long story short, I got the doll and now, and I made her mine. I put a little like name tag on it, says stuff on it. And she is just my little go-to. So when I am feeling, feeling her needing attention, feeling scared, feeling sad, whatever, I can literally grab her, physically grab her and let her come hang out with me or we'll take a nap together or we'll create together. But it's something where I can, she's, she's always here with me in some way. And there was something that switched when I was able to do that, that has been game changing. My self-talk is much different when I think of this little, this little blue girl (laughs) that, that I have with me now. So there's, it's just an unfolding and that itself is creative to get creative, to think, well, how could I bring this into the world and, and help that inner child and love Mm. myself more, all the parts. Mm. Uh, I love that. I love the doll. (laughs) Yeah, that's a great story, Steph. And it actually makes me think of, um, you know, one thing that I, that's helped me a lot in my um, creative, like recovery and, and, and self-healing work has been to keep a photo of myself as a young child, like tacked to my easel and, and to look at her, like to look at that young toddler self and to kind of like invite her to the page, you know, to invite her to be a part of the process. Kind of like what you just said with the doll. It's like, let's create together, you know? And yeah, to see like what, what is needing to be seen and heard and witnessed for her. Like, not from my mind, not from 
my ego self, my adult self, my artist self, but like my inner child self that I don't even like, I'm not even fully in touch with. And to invite her to create is so powerful, can be really powerful. There's times there I have used actual photos of myself in different stages of my life and incorporated them into a collage that I was able to then create loving arms around her or, you know, in a different scenario where she's holding hands with a bigger me. There's just something really, really powerful of that image and image of our younger self meeting our now self on a piece of Mm. paper. It's just, it is so powerful. I, I even go as far as to say possibly can shift things (laughs) in the past to help the healing. Yeah. Yes. I feel that too. (laughs) I feel like it goes forward and backwards and yeah. Yeah. So powerful. I mean, it is that, that spiritual reparenting in a way it's, Yeah, I love you're sharing this stuff because the the story I was going to share with my painting, I mean, there's so many, there's so many I could share. (laughs) And I I was thinking of one painting in particular that I did at our old um, Creative Nectar space in Mission, Kansas, our old storefront studio. And I had this two page, oops, panel. And there was a lot of um, dark colors on it. And a lot of, I don't know, there was just a lot of like this, um, kind of catharsis, like, like lots of movement and, and just, I wish I had it here in front of me to really talk about it. But what started coming in was these outlines of these arms kind of reaching from the bottom, like these, I was using white paint on top of um, the black and these little hands started coming in kind of reaching up. And I realized that they looked like little child hands, little child arms. And I just, oh, I just remember like starting to weep and starting to write, write in my journal. And I I wrote, the young and tender rawness of my child self steps forward into the feelings that I wasn't able to feel at that age in real life. She takes the brush. Preverbal rawness arises in the unseen and forgotten parts of myself. I allow my eyes of compassion to see and welcome home all of the abandoned parts In these tender moments, I don't need answers. I don't need to figure it out or work through it. I simply need to be seen. I see you. I hear you. I am here for you. That is so beautiful. And it, I, I remember, I strongly remember that piece when you were working on it. And it brings (laughs) me, it brings me to tears just thinking about it. How powerful, how powerful Mm -hmm. that moment was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like aspects of ourselves we may not even remember consciously, but something about the creative process and tapping into our hearts, tapping into our intuition, it's like it allows the space for them to arise and to be seen, to be integrated. A hundred percent. And it brings a gentleness to the process that I don't think, I don't know if I would have felt like I could go there had it not been so gentle and in its own time for me. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. It's not something that has to be rushed or that has to be kind of jolted out. You know, it's, it is very gentle and in its, in its own time, like you said, I love that you speak to that. 
<laughs> I, I, it's kind of like, like with, um, you know, they say like with muddy waters, you know, like how do you get the mud to settle? You know, it's like with time, it just settles or with time it rises to the surface. You know, it's like whatever is buried with time in its own time, it rises to the surface. And I'm thinking, yes, with time, muddy waters it, with time and stillness, right? So Still, if you're constantly oh, agitated yeah. in the water, it's never going to settle. But then if you just, if you're still, yeah, for sure. Right, right. Yeah, that stillness is so important. So I'd love to share just a couple of quotes that um, I that really resonated with me that I think speak to this subject of self-love and cultivating that self-love. Um, the artist Caroline Caldwell, artist and writer, shares that in a society that profits from your self-doubt, liking yourself is a rebellious act. I, mm. I love that quote. I'm uh, so glad you, you shared that. I absolutely love it and totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we think about it, capitalism, I mean, it, the, 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 the structures we have in place and, and, and business and marketing, you know, really do profit from us not liking ourselves. Right. And I love that it is a rebellious act to say that, to say, I am enough. I love myself as I am, as I am, flaws and all. There's another quote um, from Tara Brock from her book, Radical Acceptance, that I just, again, love. She says, on this sacred path of radical acceptance, rather than striving for perfection, we discover how to love ourselves into wholeness. That is beautiful. That is basically saying right where you are, can I love myself? Can I like myself? Can I accept right. and, and and just hug the parts of myself that I feel maybe aren't worthy right now? But can I just at least invite them in, you know, and that's, yes. Yeah, maybe we're not, maybe we're not to the place of love yet, but I love that. Can I, can I begin to like myself? Can I begin to like all parts of myself? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's powerful. And wherever you are, you know, wherever you are, listeners, like if this sounds like uh, far fetched, like just just like acceptance of where wherever that is right now, you know, maybe it's an aspiration. Maybe it's an intention to begin to like ourselves, to begin to love ourselves and and, and to love ourselves into wholeness. And maybe that's enough. Just the intention. To have that right. certainly will begin to put things in motion in the time that's that works for you, you know, just with a little intention, things can move forward. Absolutely. All right. Well, we would love to share some practices for you, listener. Um, we'd love to share some writing prompts and then a somatic practice just to kind of bring all this together, like, um, in some action steps that can be taken in, in your life of starting to cultivate that self-care, that self-kindness and, and eventually that self-love. So I think, yeah, Steph, do you have some, uh, some prompts, some writing prompts for us? Uh, maybe you could let us know, yeah, how these can be used. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll, 
I'll let you all know if you would like to write this down, go ahead and grab a pen and some paper and you can write this down and work with it maybe later. But what I have, the, the writing prompt, which we love writing prompts, the writing prompt that I have is what parts of me do I feel are hard to love and why? And then you certainly could include a reversal of that. What parts of me are easy to love and why? And that sort of gets you started. I mean, and and when you do these writing prompts, really do it with this sort of thought of no one's going to read it. It's just for me. It does not have to be edited. It doesn't, there has to be absolutely, spelling does not matter. Just get it out onto the page without judgment. And Jenny, you had one too, right? right? Yeah, yeah. And I'll and I'll just add too that of course, if you are driving, or this isn't a good time to be <laughs> journaling or writing, then yes, please just come back to this. And yeah, you can revisit it later. But um, I love that stuff that yours the what what parts of me are hard to love and why? And then the reverse, what parts are easy to love and why? And uh, the prompt that I wanted to share, and this can either be again, written or just a reflection, something to even take into uh, your t- into meditation practice or whatever supports you, maybe even soaking in the tub and reflecting on these questions. But the question I have is, what parts of myself am I ready to welcome home? What parts of myself am I ready to welcome home? Mm, so you can begin that. to, yeah, you can begin to just... Um, Take the, use these questions, these prompts in whatever way serves you and let them be the seeds that gets you to start writing or to even start painting, to start scribbling, doodling, drawing, however this supports you. Absolutely. I, you know, even collage again, um, thinking about maybe if those particular parts bring up a particular age that you have in mind of a part um, an age that you were that you maybe have shame around or something, whatever the case may be, working with collage and working with images of yourself is really potent if you're feeling ready for that. Mm, that's great. So we also have a somatic practice for you. Um, and just to kind of bring this home to the body. So Steph, would you like to share... I would love to share. Yes, I would love to share that because this is something that I use at least weekly, if not more than once during the week, but it's called a somatic hug, um, basically using the body for awareness and and grounding in the body. But you're basically going to just hug yourself. And when you're ready, you, you take your right hand and just settle it underneath your left armpit. And then you take your left arm and grab your right arm with your left hand. So you're hugging yourself, like kind of like a little bear hug. But the importance is getting that that right hand in that armpit. And then just breathe and notice how it feels. There have been times I've cried during this exercise. But we're really just supporting ourselves, hugging ourselves when we need it most, when we need to ground, when we need to feel that love.
It's pretty incredible. Ah, mm. uh, I can feel the shift. I'm doing that right now. And yeah. Oh, there is a shift that happens. There most definitely is. And I, I encourage, encourage everyone listening to try it at least once. And, and if you notice something, let us know, you know, head on over to the website and, and hit us up, send us a comment. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love how grounding that feels. Mm. And yeah, I know at times when I've been stressed or feeling, um, you know, my system feels uh, unregulated, you know, just sometimes just like that wrapping myself in a swaddle, you know, <laughs> in blankets or, um, you know, in a hat. It, there's something about that being held that just feels so grounding and so, yeah, so settling. And yeah, to practice that, that, that self-love. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And the fact that it's coming from me is even more potent. Uh, coming right. from somebody who didn't get a whole lot of like touch and affection as a young child, to be able to do that for myself instead of wishing I had parents that could do it. Like I can do that now in the moment. I can reparent, you know, I can parent myself and and give myself the right. love that I didn't get then. And yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing. Mm, beautiful. Thank you for that stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we hope that wherever you are on your path to cultivating self-love, that these tools and tips um, were helpful, and we are here to support you. So um, as Steph said, please head over to creativenectarstudio.com if you want to send us any thoughts or comments, or let us know how has art, how has writing, how has process art, any of these creativity tools, how have they supported you? in coming home to yourself, in beginning to practice self-care and kindness and even self-love. And absolutely, if there's something that you do that we haven't touched on, we would love to hear about it. Yeah. So let us know. And until next time, we wish you many blessings and be kind to yourself. Thank you so much for being here today. And we wish you lots of love. Thank you, everyone. Take care. Thank you for listening. This has been a Creative Nectar Studio production.